Hello everyone! Welcome back to Nerd Dumplings, where we talk about all nerd categories that we can come up with. Joined to me with me today is Pacheco. Hey. Uh, we got Nico, still back. Yep, still here. And today's guest is David. He's a friend of ours and all-around nerd. What's up? Senior David. <laughs> Senior David. Alright guys, <laughs> so before we get into our general topping, what have you guys been up to today? David? Uh, you know, mostly been playing a lot of Elden Ring, been playing probably some of the Total War, Warhammer 3. That one's been actually a lot of fun, been trying out the different uh, factions in the game. And, but yeah, it mostly been those two things. Been a little bit of work, but you know, everybody has to work. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's just part of life. But you gotta make that money somehow. What about you, Nico? What you been up to this past week? Uh, you know, just again, like David said, working a lot, you know, I've been reading a lot of different stuff, you know, a lot, of, mostly manga, honestly, you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm trying to get into, like, this one book that you guys recommended, The Way of the of Kings, you know, by Brandon Sanders and all that, or Sanderson, Way of Kings? but, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I try to read it too, but honestly, yeah, oh, again, I, I've been kind of just working all the time. I, yeah, I recommended him last time, because, yeah, that's, like, literally my favorite book. There's gonna be, like, one day when I get books, and then, oof, just wait. Yeah, I remember you talking about that book. It was a while ago, but you, I remember you recommending it. That good, huh? That good. Okay, it's okay. pretty good so far. Like, what, what's it like roughly about? Because like, I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, quick synapse or quick summary. What's it about? Oh my no! I was not ready for this. All right, real quick. Uh, it's Keep a fantasy it based. It's a it's a fantasy based world that's you know full of magic and crazy fighting and like the characters are so deep. Like they go through so much pain. They grow as characters, and then, yeah, they have these abilities and magic, but mm-hmm. all these people have them. And then there's swords that they come and go because, you know, whoever owns that sword can only use that sword. So, like, they say they drop and somebody tries to pick it up, and, like, it will disappear and go back to them. It's okay, crazy. Okay, okay. Like, right, I, right, right. I don't want to get too into it because, yeah, like I said, the day I go into that, I am going to Those swords remind me of Keyblades. Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they're they're attached to the sword. There's a connection. There's like a whole story to it, and you don't f- you find out the swords are actually not even swords. Oh God, he's going into spoiler territory. Oh, no, Cover your ears, Nico. That's it. Stop that's it. it. <laughs> that's, that's it. All right, I'm very excited to talk the man about that just book. Just started the book. Uh, the Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, you, if you guys ever get a chance, check that out. Okay. Wait for well. that day. Wait for that day. Okay. Well, I'll, 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 uh, it sounds cool. I'll look into it at some point. All right. Well, I mean, it's definitely really long, and it's it's a series. So I mean, yeah. I've only got book one so far, and it's pretty. It's like a like Lord of the Rings, you know, size. It's, like it's nine hundred pages for the first one. How many books yeah. are there? That's not that's nothing, Nick. Just wait. The the fourth well, one's like a thousand four hundred, maybe. Jesus. Yeah. Well, how many books are there? Right now, there's four. There's gonna be ten at the end. Ten. Uh, ten. Yeah. It's it's gonna be it's a whole thing. Yeah, so the, and even the, it's crazy because the that universe is connected to his other books, which he has other universes like a science fiction one, where somehow there's been characters from this world that have been in that world, you know. And then so there's like a a a third dimension, like a fourth dimension or something, where they kind of all travel through, yeah, to get to other universes. And it's crazy. It's so crazy. This man is amazing. I really recommend a lot of his books. But yeah, this is his big. Uh, Epic book that is supposed to be the the biggest one that connects everything. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm not complaining. You know, ten uh, books sounds good to me. <laughs> talk to me when the tenth book is out. <laughs> oh yeah, that's to be a uh, good twenty. Yeah, if I'm still alive back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Hey, but unlike uh, jo- jo- George R. R. Martin, he's pulling out books like literally every year. Hey man, like, the game wrote mm-hmm. the man wrote something recently. Give him some credit. He uh, he wrote a little bit for Elden Ring. Yeah, he did a little, a little bit. bit. You know. I actually don't know how much he uh, he contributed to that game. I but, have no idea. Uh, I just know he was a part of it. Okay. So, uh, check out The Way of Kings, I guess. <laughs> check out what have you been up to? Well, this week is going to be my turn on shows on the four categories on nerds. So, I've just been watching so many shows. I'm like, And I love watching TV, too. I, if I didn't have video games or books, I would be spending all my time watching TV and like figuring out what shows is good, what's new, what gets me going, you know. I just like changing it up, different style. So yeah, I have been watching a lot of TV this week, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about a couple shows that I want to bring up. But we'll see. Yeah, I'll talk about that a little later. Okay. Okay. And right. me, for my most part, um, I've just been gaming as I usually do. I started playing a couple games. I played a. Uh, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. I finally got into it. It's it's this is my fifth try actually getting into it. And this is the furthest I've gotten. I love the game. It's fun. It's entertaining. I love the little puzzles. However, it's probably it has a very vital change to a lot of other Legend of Zelda games that it's a little frustrating. Just a little bit. It's not a bad game. It's not frustrating in the same way um Adventure of Link was, the second game. It's just I'm used to it, right? In in Zelda games. You find fairies, you catch them, that's your backup in case you get wrecked. There's no fairies mm-hmm. in this game, so I'm dying left and right, because these enemies do not pull punches. But, uh, Which Zelda did you say this one was? This was Oracle of Seasons. It's one of two games that came out, or one of, like, a duo that came out for the Game Boy. I think the Game oh, Boy yeah, okay. Color back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I remember playing the original one, and June... my my kid brain was not prepared for that game. <laughs> is that the one you needed, like those link cables back in the day to like play with somebody else? Or uh, no, that uh, that would be four no. swords. But what's unique okay. about this one for like back in when the Game Boy was a thing, right? I feel like it was pretty advanced for its time. Maybe I'm wrong. That it's two different games. There's Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, separate games, but they're they're connected. And if you own both of them, you can actually by beating one of them, you get a, I think a code. I haven't beat it yet, so I don't know. But this would have heard. You get some kind of code after beating one of them. And when you start up the next game, if you input the code, it effectively changes the game to have some kind of like epilogue, like finale finale. Because each game has a separate main villain, completely two different ones. Like one's called like General Olox, and the other one's some sorceress. I forget her name because I haven't played the game yet. But if you have the code, there's actually a third um, like villain that's the main antagonist that connects both games. And uh, that kind of reminds me of, like, Mass Effect, almost. But, you know, it's back when the Game Boy was a thing. So, pretty, uh, pretty like, adventurous time. Other than that... Never, never heard of that. Wait, so yeah. you, you can... Ba- is, is it from, like, the Song of Times or Song of Storms? What was it again? Neither. It's just a... Like, it's called Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Oh, Oracle. That's the name of the games. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's the name of the games. And by playing one, you get a code that you can put in the other one to make the, the last one that's... be, like, the finale. Think of actually, Damn. I got the perfect uh, analogy kind of for it. Who here has played Resident Evil Two? Uh, yeah, right. At least I haven't. Yeah. Okay. Never played a Resident Evil game. Well, damn, you, 
<laughs> well, I just finished Sorry. the village, but oh, you, you, you poured okay. five child. Pretty much, dude. Uh, get on. <laughs> but um, I know. Uh, I mean, they're coming out with that uh, the the upgraded versions for Resident Evil Two Remake, Three Remake, and Seven for uh, oh, Xbox nice. Series X and PS Five. And okay. I'm looking re forward to replaying those games for like a fourth time. But anyways, okay. back to my topic. In Resident Evil Two. You can pick two characters. You can pick Chris. No, not Chris. Uh, you can pick Leon or Claire. And they have roughly the same starting. If you do their first scenario, A scenario, they have roughly the same start with a couple variables here and there. The A scenario, right? Yeah. But say you beat Leon's, what you should do is do Claire's B. It's, uh, I'm not explaining this well. But basically, the A scenario, they play roughly the same. After you beat one, there's something called a B scenario, which basically is a continuation of the story, but from the other person's perspective. And um, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons by themselves are just the A, the A scenarios, where it's like, okay, they have similarities, but they're different. But if you beat one and then put the code into oh, the other one, it effectively gotcha. becomes the B scenario, which leads to the real end. It's like the really other cool. timeline. Exactly. Kind of. Okay. But uh, I always yeah. found that really interesting that they managed to pull something off like that Back when the Game Boy was a thing, you know, right, right. barely any I mean, colors. It was brand new. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to try those, you know, because again, those are probably one of the few that I haven't actually beat. Well, know? considering Nintendo hates basically everyone, uh, you got until May of this year to buy them on the 3DS if you have them. Well, I mean, shit, no, I don't. They're pretty cheap. I, if, it, if it was on Switch, then I'd probably just get it right away. But fuck. Uh, it'll be. It'll probably be Chris. on the Switch Three. So you know, just wait. What's up? At some point. Chris, why does Nintendo like hurting me? Um, because Nintendo Japan isn't uh, what's the word? They haven't kept up with the world, you know. Uh-uh. They have their very like, this is how we do it. We're not changing it. Versus a lot of companies that are like, this is how we did it, but how we did yep. it doesn't work anymore. So we're gonna adapt. And guess what? Those companies are showered with love. Last time I saw Nintendo, he said he was gonna go get cigarettes at the store. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nintendo America's uh, chill. They understand, but Nintendo Japan, which is the big wigs, they just they don't get it. Yeah, they just do not get it. Speaking of Nintendo, should we, should we move to some news? Because I did have some opinions on what they had last weekend. Sure. By all, all right. uh, If you guys remember, I mentioned that last week, and it was going to be Pokemon Day. And I don't know if you guys kept up with what was going on, but a lot of big announcements, actually, a lot of cool stuff. If you're a Pokemon fan, of course. We, the biggest one being that they finally revealed uh, Gen 9 coming out, I think, maybe the end of the year. And people were excited. Some people were like, this looks exactly like Sword and Shield almost, you know, or Arceus? Arceus. Yeah. yeah. Arceus. Okay. Well, graphically <laughs> speaking, the game isn't that impressive to me. Because it, it, it yeah. does look like it's the same engine. The textures could do some more work. I yeah. get those complaints from people. That being said, at this point, you have to accept this. Like, hey, man, they just don't care about that kind of stuff. As much <laughs> as we care, we they don't care. As long oh. as the actual Pokemon, which is the substance of the game, they got yeah, good. they got you hooked. They got you hooked. They got yeah. well, they, and people are excited though. I'm pretty excited to see what this one's gonna bring because, yeah, this whole last game was a whole different thing from what previous gen games or other Pokemon games have done. But at the same time, it is its own individual setting and game so this going back to generations and that the, the way pokemon has always worked you know yeah I love so that. we'll see 
I'm excited for the mix-up in the formula, honestly. Yeah, because exactly. Like, it's been getting a little bit stale of, like, okay, I mean, it's fun, but at the same time, it's like, I've played the same thing, I don't know how many times, how many, however We're many on times. We're Gen 9, so a couple yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, and, I, and I've played, like, each of those generations at least Multiple maybe times, twice. Yeah. Especially because yeah, each, each generation comes with, like, two, sometimes three games. Exactly. So it's nice to see a, a switch up for the formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I liked about these newer games. But like again, it's like or, or you know, it's they they're gonna hit a wall at some point. You know, until like a new system comes out, like the only thing they can really do is like either wait for the new system to come out and try to do something completely new, or you know, because like this whole new one is pretty nice. But I mean, the next thing they could possibly do is throw it on VR or something like that. You know, <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> that would be something. But I don't think Nintendo would ever do <laughs> VR. No, yeah. The biggest thing about this new one that so far has mentioned, because there hasn't been too many details, but the main thing is that, like, there it is sort of an open world, but you still have to like load to the next area. Mm. This one's gonna have no borders, so you can just go from one town to the wild area to the next town. I guess you can kind of go and choose so, where you want to go. I'm not sure how that's gonna be based on. So you're telling me that they can keep open borders in the game, like mm-hmm. seamless transitions, but they can't really <laughs> yeah. edit a tree. No, they just don't. Or texture they don't, tree. They don't care about trees, man. They, I think they're going to keep that as a meme for mm-hmm. all these games that are going to come out. Pokemon's going to look beautiful. All the characters are going to look so alive. But then you go outside and look at that tree. Like I don't really know a whole lot of game development, <laughs> right? So I can't really comment too much on how difficult it is to do one thing or another. Yeah. But you have to <laughs> compare, especially when it's a AAA oh. company that, have, that has the money. You have and to compare Nintendo. it. Nintendo. You have to compare it to another game on that very same system, like the benchmark. Like, okay, what do we compare AAA games to? And for open world, I'm comparing this game to, I know it's been done to death, but Breath of the Wild. That game had a lot of detail to the, I mean, it had a very specific art style, which probably covered some texture, you know, issues. But for the most part, the game looked great, ran pretty great, but was more involved with enemies. Here... The only parts that really are involved is when you're actually battling, and that's like a separate, um, like a separate scene, you know. Like when you're walking in the overworld yeah. of most games, and then you start battling. Except for Arceus, which Arceus did it really well. But in most Pokemon, when you're walking in the overworld and you encounter a Pokemon, it shifts to like a completely different scene, right? Yep. So that doesn't. If if there's if they're going back to that, I don't see the excuse of why they can't texture the world. It's like you don't have to render that when you're fighting battles because that's its own thing you just have to show me a tree while i'm just walking i'm not even asking you to show me while i'm doing battles and big effects are happening just show it to me while i'm walking like give me some good textures and i don't know uh they just don't seem like they care i get it they've been doing well i I almost get it they've been doing exclusively handheld lower power system games for the longest time with the previous pokemon and then the switch was their first foray into wow let's do something different and saying from the pokemon sword and shield to pokemon arceus there was improvement but they could do so much more so all i saw from that trailer which is still just a trailer but i'm just like game freak you can do better do you I'm think like, like uh, because we'll you, you said like they they have the money obviously, but do you think like it's just that they're being rushed or because like, you know how like they come out with a game every year at this point, they are or is it just getting lazy? Yeah, because like absolutely. I mean, 
yeah, they just they start off at some point, you know, and they, they do improve on it. But again, like you don't need to like because with Breath of the Wild, we weren't. I mean, you don't expect a new Zelda game to come out every year. True. But with Pokemon, it's like yeah, you know, it's but, gonna be. But there's a reason for that. that, and I saw a lot of people complaining online, basically saying if if you guys are being rushed, just delay it a year, put some effort into it. And I get it. That's what we as gamers would like, you know, to push back the game, make sure it's polished before you release it. Yeah. However, mm -hmm. with Pokemon, you have to realize that it's more than just one industry tied to this thing. Um, basically, with Pokemon, okay, new generation coming out. Okay, we got the game. We got the cards. We got the show. We got the merchandise. And then pushing it back another year pushes all those industries back another year. And mm -hmm. I feel like whatever companies uh, have like other uh, uh, business deals, that's not acceptable to them. So very likely someone that, that the higher ups, I don't know if a game freak or the Pokemon company is like, Hey, by the way, gen nine is coming out this year, get the game done. Yep. So, I mean, it sucks for them because it's, they got to rush it and the blame is going to be put on them because they're the game company. And a lot of people aren't going to think about, Hey, they're the game company, but they don't make those decisions. Yeah. yeah. They need to do uh recently i think uh it was announced that call of duty uh they're gonna skip a year next next season because they do a yearly thing too but this yeah. year they're skipping it and coming back next year with hopefully something more unique something different too you're so which i'm excited for hopefully yeah hopefully maybe that craving is gonna be in there after you know like call of duty come on come well that's why that's why i don't really buy all the call of duty the only ones i've actually gone are the black ops you know because you know they they put like a lot into those you know but then like as soon as vanguard came out you know it was like basically the same thing as black ops 3 or you know or no cold war basically Mm -hmm. yeah. it was it was, it was exactly the same yeah. I saw, no i think it was actually it wasn't it the same as uh world war Two. yeah it was back on that timeline at, at this mm -hmm. point they all just mixed together you know that's why i only touched the yeah. uh the black ops versions you know and now that's going to be with microsoft too we'll see what they do and how they expand on that because i can definitely see some changes in that call of duty franchise with them yeah speaking of Microsoft, maybe like uh yeah go ahead finish your train of thought no, 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 it was, it was a dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Microsoft, another game yeah. that they own that's kind of been struggling in some aspects has been Halo Infinite. Um, yeah. The core game of Halo Infinite is fun, it's but fun. it has a lot of balancing issues. It could stand to be addressed. Uh, the game modes are getting a little stale. You know, you're playing the same big team battle on the same three maps. Uh, it's getting boring. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, there's Isn't not like net code issues too. It, yeah, big like, team. I mean, I think they recently fixed big team battle. I don't know because I haven't actually played in the past week. But big team battle for like two months almost was not being uh, was not available. And if you think about it, for the multiplayer aspect, multi uh, for Halo Infinite, there was the big team battle. There was the four v fours, which I would group in together: quick play and competitive uh, ranked. And there was also yep. uh, custom games. Of those three, four, I guess. Um, Big Team Battle wasn't working. Custom Games still isn't working. So right from the get-go, half of its offerings weren't working. That's pretty poor on their end, and uh, stuff that should have been fixed from the get-go. But what's bothering people is that the game, like like I said, the, the gameplay itself is solid. That's why people are still playing. That's why it's not going down as it's like, it's not dead like Battlefield 2042. Battlefield. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's dying down just because people are getting bored. There's nothing new coming out as far as game modes, maps. Nothing is really being announced. Season 2 uh, got pushed back to May. 
and people that have been playing season one for you yeah. know for progression because there's no progression in game there's no, no service record there's no like a metal list where you can check out what you've done and stuff to work on there's none of that so your only progression is the battle pass so to speak yep. but the battle pass ends with the season and since the season ends may 22nd i believe a lot of people myself included finished the battle pass in january or i think january to february so now we're just like okay well what do we do play yeah. you know play a uh, slayer on the same four maps again no you get you get to play all the same events that they have all four and yeah rotate them. i just don't care and fiesta mode for some people is hit or miss i do not like it i started warming up a little bit more towards it to the end but for the most part i don't like it so cool you added this mode i wasn't a fan of and it's permanent now and you know with the recent event playlist well somewhat recent I, I, it was like a couple weeks ago they added a new game mode called attrition which i actually really liked it was fun it's like team deathmatch but there's lives yeah. And oh, when everyone's oh. dead, you can revive your teammates. And that was fun. It was fun. Mm -hmm. And they took it away. So I'm like, cool. Yeah. The one real, the one real, real new game mode that appeals to me is gone. And right now, the, with their big updates, it's almost all been exclusively just, hey, something's broken. We're trying to fix it. Oh. Whereas yeah. in the previous Halo, like Halo 5, by this point, this is a three-month mark going on to four. But by this point, they had already introduced three big updates with new maps, new modes, and everything. And so far, it's just been, hey, we're trying to fix it. With no real, like, it doesn't seem like there's any anything new coming up. Or if they are, they're keeping it under wraps, so they need to communicate that better. But regarding all that, okay, that's bad. That sucks. They need to address it. Uh, it was announced today that the multiplayer lead on Halo, the one who, like, you know, led the design team for the multiplayer aspect, actually left the, is leaving the company. Now, that could right. be one of two things. If he was in charge of the live live service aspect of the game, then good riddance. He's just he wasn't doing it well enough. Uh, you know, because live service, when games are live service, you're expecting constant uh, content updates. Content con content updates because that's what gets you coming back here. What do you have to mm -hmm. offer that X game or Y game isn't offering me right now? Why should I stay here? That's what uh, live service games do for you. It's like we're going to keep giving you this stuff. Hopefully you like it and you shove it down your throat because you do. Or in this case, there's nothing. You're like, I was told I was going to get stuff. Where's my stuff at? Yep. So yeah. if he was in charge of that, bye, dude. Have fun with your life. But hopefully the game improves. But if he, if he was in charge of actual, like, the gameplay, which I've mentioned is pretty solid, then that kind of sucks because what is there is good. And if he helped make that, I can only wonder if anyone else is going to be able to match future game modes and maps to the quality of what is there now. And what's there now is okay at best. So if it just goes down from hell, that game is not doing so well, in my opinion. It could stand to do better. And that's really all I have to say about that. I hopefully they do some updates soon and try to get people back. Because, yeah, it's been a while since I went back. It was fun. I, yeah. I, I did get pretty high up in my... I was hyped. I wanted that game to be my shooter game. Like, you know, yeah. uh, every now and then I just want to pop on and play some game of Halo. And I know there's going to be the community that's like, well, whatever happened to just playing a game for the sake of playing a game? Yeah, I get that. But, you know, I've also grown up and we have different responsibilities. And right now I have to choose between a game that's going to give me something, some little, you know, people like rewards. Who doesn't like rewards for your efforts? 
In Halo yeah. 3, it was my service record. It was my rank climbing up. It was me going from like lieutenant to captain. That was my reward. This game doesn't have that. And I still like the gameplay. I still played Halo Infinite, even though I finished Battle Pass. But the same maps and same game modes isn't going to do it for me. I have other wants now, I guess. You know, we've evolved this game. We have different things we want to play. Those people who are like, I'm good with just the gameplay. Hey, more power to you. But yeah. the majority of people, that's not how it is. Um, like, I mean, I when I was playing Call of Duty, that's how it got me hooked for so long. You know, the season passes and all the new maps they would send out, like, they would basically add, like, a new character or more guns and more skins every, every like, maybe a week or two, you know? It was, yeah, it was a lot. But, I mean, obviously, you know, if you if you have the season pass, and honestly, they even had it so that you just, you can get, like, the your points back and just keep buying the season pass over and over again without spending 10 bucks, you know, every time. Again, it got me hooked for a while. Yeah, it just sucks that now we have to rely on paid season passes to get those kind of contents, things that we found just by, you know, playing the game. And that's yeah. a change that unfortunately is going to be more and more common as the younger generations. Because it sucks, right? Because the younger generations are becoming the teenagers that we were. They're playing the games the same way we were. However, for them, for, for them, as far as gaming goes, microtransactions and all that stuff, that's the norm. It's never been anything but that. So when they hear old timers, we're not that old, but when they hear older generation gamers complain about that stuff, they think that they're just, you know, hollering over nothing because they don't know any better. They don't know that they're being, you know, uh, not preyed really upon. preyed upon. That's the word. Because like there yeah. was a time when games, you would pop in a game and there'd be rewards that you could earn. You didn't have to pay for them. Well, nowadays, yeah, like, they don't have a problem with asking their parents for, like, you know, a little extra, you know, cash just to buy, like, some Tell points. Tell me about it. My nephew. You know? Like, back the in the day, way. I used to have to beg my parents just to get a, a, a new game or just, I mean, I would never be able to, you know, purchase any of those extra things on, you know, games like now, you know. But, yeah. again, you'd have to wait or save up your money to get a new game or anything like that. This all started with Oblivion's horse armor. Damn you, Bethesda. Pretty much. How, could, how, how dare you? Yeah, but you know uh, what doesn't have a season pad, a season pass, and <laughs> still has great gameplay? What? Elden Ring. Talk Elden Ring does have game, great gameplay. Uh, I, still don't think it sh I still don't think it should have gotten 10 out of 10s, specifically when they're reviewing the PC version, because it's just not stable enough. They should have at least well, marked that in the reviews. Senor David, are you playing on PC? I am playing it on the PC, yes. How has that, how's that been for you? You've been having okay? You have any issues um, yet? So, I, uh, for the most part, it's been pretty damn stable. Uh, the only problem I have is occasionally the the servers will be just like, oh, you can't play. Yeah, like the servers will go down, but you can still oh. play on the offline mode. But it will like, kick oh, okay. me out at random times. Mm. Which, Luckily, uh, it hasn't been Does it auto-save anything... for you? Because if it kicks you out randomly, that's bad. Okay. It, it does, it does auto-save. The only thing is, is like it hasn't happened like during like a boss fight or like okay. something important. It's just been happening when I'm wandering. Mm -hmm. Uh, however, I have run into a few, I guess, lag spikes. Mm. That might be just because of my PC. No, but... I heard it's pretty consistent for most people. At least the lag okay. spikes are where the game slows down and then quickly mm -hmm. goes fast to try to catch up to itself. Exactly, and it also buffers all of your inputs. Yeah. So if you were putting a bunch of inputs in, it will do them all in succession, and you'll probably end up dying. Yeah, that's been a complaint that's been across the board for PC specifically, and okay. that's what I'm saying. Like that's egregious that they give these games 
10 out of 10. It's like, I'm I'm playing Elden Ring, right? I just started. I like it. It's a fun game. On consoles, I can see maybe why they're doing 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Because so far, it's been buttery smooth. But mm-hmm. these issues are going across multiple PCs, across everyone's different PCs. People are having issues. There are the couple that are like, I have no issue. Hey, good for you. But that's not the case for everyone. Yeah. But if a lot of people are having issues, they shouldn't be getting perfect ratings because it did not launch perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I I get it if, like, the rating will change to a 10 out of the 10 after they fix all the issues. Then, like, you know what? Go for it. Yeah. But, like, right now, I don't know. It'd be, like, an 8, maybe a 9 out of 10 yeah. sort of thing. That's, you know? That's not, honestly it's, it's really like, weird. Yeah. How many, like, how many hours have you put in, David? Probably around 10 so far. Because I've been okay. kind of playing Rookie it off numbers. Run. Yeah, pretty Are much. you, like, trying to just kind of, like, Build your character up first before taking on the first boss, because I know that's yeah, you can just jump in. I've whenever, actually right? already beaten three the first bosses. One? Oh wow! So you're just going for like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, and I'm guessing you played the other Souls games too before then. Uh, I've only played like a, I- I've actually played each one of them, but I haven't played them for very long. David, okay. uh, sorry to interrupt real quick. I saw something while I started playing that I immediately made me think of you, and I was like, okay, he's gonna like this. I'm sure you uh-huh. appreciated it when they were talking about they had a tooltip for the quote-unquote bonfires for this game, the graces. Yeah. And I saw resting at it, here's your status ailments. And I'm like, ah, motherfucker can't be cursed no more. Who's going to like that? <laughs> I'm like, I cool. saw that. I was so excited because I remember that. That's what stopped my first Dark Souls playthrough because I got petrified and then I got cursed. And I'm like, I have half health. I'm not going to play this game with half health. And the first game, you had, it was kind of a step. Like, you had to do some stuff to get uh, your curse gone. Yeah, and if you're still if you're playing for the first time, you don't really know what you're doing. It's like, okay, well, until I figure it out, I'm just at half health. Yeah, pretty much. Which is like, I knew I had a plan of like, okay, I'm gonna just farm these particular enemies, get enough souls to get the item because I knew where the item was and how much it was to get it. But I'm just like, man, this is gonna suck. What about you, Chris? Uh, what what build did you choose, and how many hours have you put in? I chose a hero build. Uh, well, I didn't choose a hero build. I started with like, the hero class. Uh, my first playthrough with uh, most Souls games, I just like to find a big weapon and smash it into people's faces. Uh, future playthroughs, I go for like the spellcasters and shit like that. But right now I'm doing strength build. I'm trying to build, uh, balance it with dexterity because I saw a flail, and that really made me want to use it. As for hours, not that much. I'm taking it slow. I actually plan on streaming it. I might actually stream a bit of it later after we're done with this yeah. podcast. But um, I've maybe played, I don't know, four hours? Four hours? Oh, okay. You started then, yeah. Yeah, I just started. Um, I've only beaten one boss. I've encountered four. But the majority of my intro was just me exploring the world. And me and David compared some notes or... or you know, we just compared how we're doing, and apparently we 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 are doing completely different things. Because I went off yeah. on one path, he went That's off a... on the other path. Yeah, it's it's very open with where you're going, and That's I cool. gotta say, starting off as the samurai, because you, you get like full samurai armor, you get the samurai sword and all that. Oh, yeah. I gotta say, that first moment when I when you get torrent, and you're on the field, and I'm in that armor with that sword in my hand, I'm just like. Why does it feel like I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima? I like this, <laughs> yeah, but it feels cool. just like it. I'm just like I'm just going through the field. And I'm like, this is cool. Torrent, for those who cool. don't know, is just the name of your horse. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Tor- Torrent's the name of the horse. Sorry. <clears throat> Nick, are you still planning to get this game eventually? 
Obviously, I mean, yeah, I was thinking about it too, but like again, I, I'm I'm just saving my uh, you know, my time and money for a uh, Kirby that comes. There's out. There's a lot of stuff uh, coming out. Month. You have to be selective. Yeah. Unless you're rich, like, which I'm not. True. Again, I'm in no rush. I mean, it does sound really fun, you know, but again, I'm I'm not in too much of a rush to get it either. Yep, yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Of course. I just bought it because it, it was on sale on Walmart. Oh, oh wow! Um, really? Elden Ring? Yeah, it's fifty bucks. Yeah, it was on sale. I bought the well. Oh, they. Walmart has the ten. Uh, be like oh, yeah, ten dollars yeah, yeah. off. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's why. I, that's why. Yeah. If you're ever trying to get a physical, yeah, I always go to Walmart. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I think we're good on video games. You guys want to say anything else besides before we move on? Um. Play Zelda. Again, Kirby. Kirby's coming out soon. <laughs> that's coming out. We're gonna get there. Uh, within. We're, yeah. A couple there is one other game I did start playing. Uh, that I'll quickly briefly talk over. Uh, my favorite. I've been playing a lot of. Uh, I play a lot of arcade racers. Well, actually, no, right. I don't. I play a single arcade racer, but a lot of which is Forza, right? Forza Horizon. Right. But that wasn't my favorite arcade racer. Like it wasn't my first favorite arcade racer. Uh, my first favorite was actually the Burnout series. You guys remember that? Oh yeah. I miss oh, yeah. I miss I those games. Burnout. Same, same. And I still play Forza. I'm still enjoy it, but I'm getting on the downward trend where I'm just like, okay, these uh monthly Forza uh Forza playlists, they're not doing it for me anymore. So I was looking, okay, I still want to play a racing game. And Mario Kart's coming out with new tracks, but it's not here yet. And yep. I remembered that probably a year ago, maybe more, Xbox uh, as an Xbox Gold game. They had the Burnout Paradise remastered for the Xbox Ooh, One, I and I actually never played it. I claimed it and then just never touched it. I used um, to miss, or I missed the open world, like, because uh, I know, like, you know, um, GTA Five is already kind of like that. You know, you can just, you know, do that all the time. But I sure. missed the open world car games. You know, that you can just, you know, drift around the cities and just. Interestingly enough, that's why I never played it. Well, actually, why I didn't play it a lot because I did play the OG version, the 360, with my friend. But I was used to the previous Burnout games that had like a, a very strict formula, like, okay, you do these races, and you unlock more races as you go, unlocking more mm-hmm. challenges and stuff. Where And then this one just drops you in, and you just, like, figure it out. And uh, it was very unlike the previous Burnout games. And it kind of... I didn't dislike it, but it's I was expecting... Yeah, I was expecting structure, if you will. Yeah, and it just dropped me in. I'm like, I-, I don't know what to do. And my friends like, okay, it's your game. I'm like, yeah, I- I- that's okay. I'm not gonna borrow it. Don't worry about it. But um, since I got this one for free, I said, fuck it. Uh, I won effort for the day. I said, screw it, <laughs> and <laughs> I decided to play uh, Burnout Paradise. And yeah, it still does just drop you in and go go go. And it kind of is even more intimidating because it it comes with all the DLC. So mm. here's like, here's all the stuff. What do you want? Do you want this? Do you want this bicycle? Do you want this special car? It's like, can I just play the base game? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but I played a little bit of it before we we played D and D yesterday, and yeah, it's pretty fun. Cars are hard to com- control. At least I'm used to uh, Forza controls, but mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. I look forward to smashing more cars into walls and stuff. But uh, if you're looking for another arcade racer that doesn't take itself too seriously and well has a lot of explosions, or not Paradise Remastered, not a bad one. I got to say, I think my favorite in the Burnout series, I think my favorite one was two, but not for like the racing, but for the actual just crashing. Like, I think, what what, what was it called? It was like a pile up or something like that, where basically you crash intentionally to try to make the, yeah, the biggest pile up that you could. 
And I remember, like, when me, me and my dad used to play it, we would try to, like, our goal would be try to flip the buses. And if we flipped the buses, we would get, like, just mad points. Because the game's just like, oh, my God, how did you flip that bus? <laughs> that sounds fun. Mine was t uh, Burnout Revenge, but it was because of all that. All that, right? But also the soundtrack. The soundtrack was kick ass. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that was yeah. the, my favorite soundtrack to race to. That was like my that was my that was my racing game. The other game was the crash game. <laughs> you know, uh, guys, what else had a great soundtrack? Now that we're moving on real quick, is that if that's okay? Is it a specific movie that we recently watched? Holy, get out of my mind, man! How'd you do that? I'm reading your credit card information as we speak. Dang it! Damn, <laughs> man. I downloading <laughs> buying you're gonna take game. all the pictures of my dog but yes i am speaking about the batman that came out this weekend and it stars robert pattison zoe kravitz and a whole lot of other people great people because yeah it was a great movie uh we're not gonna spoil anything for you guys we're just gonna talk a little we're bit gonna about give our movie. thoughts about it but we're not gonna talk about plot details mm -hmm. yeah We'll have a separate. We'll have a separate small episode where we do a spoilers review on the Batman. Yeah. So look that up on our podcast area there and check that out because we're. But don't get look it up if you want to keep it fresh because we're going to talk about spoilers. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got to watch it, Chris Coco. Chris is Coco, by the way, you guys. Pick up your mind. You that? You're Coco, man. Forever, Ugh. forever now. <laughs> damn. And it's your David. Senor David and I, yeah. So we all went to go watch the movie. Nico uh, what do you guys? Because he had to work like a slave. Hey, 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 okay. I told so you again, don't spoil it too much, right? Well, you guys' first thoughts on the movie? Having no expectations for this movie, because when I first heard about oh the Batman story, Robert Pattinson, I'm like, okay, whatever, another reboot. And the previous one before that was Ben Affleck, which I didn't like. I did not like Ben Affleck's Batman. Uh, so I honestly didn't care. I was like, okay, it's just gonna be another Batman movie. I don't care. I'll watch it because Batman's one of my favorite uh, DC heroes. But as far as expectations, nothing. It wasn't like Batman Begins to Dark Knight where I was like, yes, let's go, let's go. I want to see what's up. This is just like, mm -hmm. okay, you're inviting me. You say, hey, you want to see the movie? I'll watch it. Had you not told me, hey, you want to go watch this movie? I probably would have waited till it was on a streaming service. That being yeah. said, I absolutely loved it. It was great. Really amazing. Because I gotta say, is when I was going there, I'm just like, oh, okay, because uh, I really enjoy watching movies, so I wasn't like super going like, ah, oh, you know, I I like I like movies, so like I like the experience of going to the theaters and all that. So I was exactly. I was you know excited, but I wasn't really super sure about the movie. I was just kind of like, ah, I don't know how this is gonna go. And when it first started, I was I, w I was a little bit like, eh, okay, I mean, I'm gonna stick with it because you know I'm. I'm I'm not gonna just stop and walk out. I already, you know, we already paid our oh, yeah. money. Exactly. Huh. So it's just like, okay, we'll we'll continue on. And then like, three hours had passed, and I'm just like hooked. And I'm just like, I want to know what happens next. And then oh, by yeah. the time the movie ends, I'm just like, how is it already three hours? And then like, you know, like the pain of like sitting in one place all hit me at the same time. And I'm like, it did. Oh, it did. yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I hit. Moving I, up, yeah. and your bones start creaking. Yeah, and you're just like, oh crap. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta say, I've I've yeah. been hearing from people that their complaints like the one one of the big things that they don't like about it is the length and i realized that that's actually really a personal 
preference kind of thing. Because for me, I didn't feel it. I was into the movie the whole time. There was maybe one moment where I like snapped out of it, and I was like, damn, we've been here for a bit. And then I was back into it. But for the most part, Mm -hmm. I was just waiting to see what happened next. I really enjoyed it. I, I get for other people that aren't as gripped by the story of what's going on, eventually they'll be going around and be like, damn, it's like two and a half hours still. I get that. But uh, for me, no, that that wasn't a negative. That was just an that should never be a negative thing, honestly. Especially like with movies, like there's no perfect length to a movie. It's just the True. story. Like it's if you get uncomfortable, bring a freaking pillow. Like I swear, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it makes no sense. It's like you can you can complain if it's too short, or you can complain it's too long. Is there again? Is there a perfect number Where's for how long these spot? movies should be? Or, yeah, like, it's one of those. As long as the story begins continues and concludes and grips you in the a whole satisfying time. yeah and grips you the whole time and a satisfying way then that's the perfect length for the movie yeah, yeah. That, i get that's it. definitely what this movie does too yeah i get it for like uh people that are busy and don't have that much time to watch movies then yeah you might want to wait until it's because it's like almost it's it barely did not make the three hour mark but it was it's like 50 250 i think yeah um, it was, it was you might want to wait till it's on streaming service that way you can break up the movie as you need to but for those that are just there they're like okay we i dedicated my afternoon to this movie as i did it was perfect it i i did not see uh well perfect is you know subjective it was perfect for me because of what i like from batman which is uh the detective side of batman and if you if you're a batman fan and you've read the comics and you've seen the movies and you're like damn batman sure beats up a lot of people but where is him figuring out a mystery where is him analyzing evidence around him? Where's all that that the other movies didn't really have? If that's you, you're gonna love this movie. Yep, absolutely. Uh, like while I was watching this movie, I swear I felt like I was just at home, sitting in the couch, going through like a graphic novel, picturing the scenes as they would be in my head, and then just you know that was in the that's what was in the screen. It almost felt like a panel from a comic book. Beautiful mm. shots and just like. It was never too crazy. It was always kind of slow and just like how people would talk in general, you know, real yeah. conversations. It was a very grounded movie, and I, I kind of I really like that. Yeah, it was nothing too like man, over the top. Yeah. It was all okay. I mean, some some real stuff would have to be pulled together for this to ever happen. But the plot of the movie could happen. Would it happen in real life? Probably not. I, I'm sh- I think there's a lot of fail saves for that that never happen. But okay. the stuff that happens. It was real realistic enough that I'm like, okay, I see that. Yeah, and I'm like, even like Batman's gadgets were like really down to earth. Like, yeah, yeah. The fact I, that they actually use the gadgets to believe stuff. Yeah. There was only one thing I didn't really believe, and but we'll talk about that in spoilers. Yeah, but uh, for the most part, it was all really grounded, as you guys said. And uh, as far as the casting goes, damn near perfect. Everyone did a, yeah. a top performance. The only, and the one person who I felt was a little weaker in performances still did a good job. Just didn't make it to the same level as their uh, coworkers or co-actors, because I felt like uh, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman, eh, a little weak great. early on, a little weak. It got better, but for the most part, I was like, okay, you're kind of the the weak actor here in this aspect. Like everyone else, I believed Gordon was Gordon. I believed I believed that uh, Robert Pattinson was Batman. I believed that was he Bruce Wayne. That's a topic for later. But for the most part, what they came to act as, I, I think they did it believable. Zoe Kravitz, as Catwoman, she did do some times where I'm like, okay, 
she's Catwoman. But a lot of times, there was a couple of things that didn't really uh, didn't vibe with me as Catwoman. Well, Penguin, Catwoman's though. always been a hard character to fill in on. I agree. It's like, yeah. 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 No. It's not always perfect. Cat- Catwoman's that one of those really like kind of more nuanced characters, and sometimes they just don't get it right. Yeah. 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 I mean, like she still did good. No one go out yeah. there and think, oh, he's saying she did a bad job. No, she did good. Oh, absolutely not. She just everyone else just did great, and she just didn't make it to that point. I think she just did a good a good performance. I was surprised who played uh, the penguin. It was Colin Farrell, and I was like, "Wow, they really, yeah, you can yeah. tell it uh, was him." And he did like, a great job. I believe really the monster did. in him. There is a scene in this movie. It's like, there's always a car, a car chase scene. Well, it was in the trailer. Day. Yeah, so exactly. There you go. Between the Batman and the Penguin, and yeah, that was definitely my favorite scene for, from the Penguin. Just how much he's bringing to the screen, you know, as the Penguin. Just the dialogue, the screaming, the just—he's so like ready to die, but like also trying to escape and survive. And he's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" In that scene, <laughs> the Penguin felt believable in that he still felt he was superior to Batman. That Batman couldn't mm-hmm. stop him, but he had yeah. that like underlying fear of like, "Oh shit, he's coming!" Yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. Yeah, but and that uh, was another thing about this movie too—the fear they played with that so oh, well. Big time. Know, in, the be- in the beginning of the movie, when they're introducing the Batman, they show you the that signal and him narrating the beginning of the movie. Just people like realizing the the bat symbols out. They're like, "Oh, oh crap!" Oh, they did it really kind of well night. with darkness. <laughs> everyone was so scared. Like everyone's doing something bad, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, we're done. All right, let's go home." Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I-, I loved how they looked into the darkness, and all they could see, all they could imagine, was the Batman walking. Yeah, they're like, it. he's not even oh. there, but they're just so. But what if he is? That's the fear <laughs> that Batman brings. That a lot of these movies are like, oh people. shit, it's the Batman. <laughs> yeah. And in this one, they showed it so well that they're scared of him, even yeah, if he's not there. So scared. They just mm-hmm. see the signal and they're like, he could be at any corner. Yep. And yeah, yeah they did so a really good job hates. with showing how uh, how much he terrifies, uh, you know, criminals in Gotham. Awesome. I think my favorite thing about this movie is that the Batman himself actually had an arc in which he kind of grew as a character. Yeah. You no, know, cuz in the beginning of the movie, yeah, he's just he's just uh he thinks he's on this mission to go do, but at the end of it, he's this whole the character with an open mind now and he sees a bigger picture. It's really cool. You get to see all that. And what like I was saying with the light and shadows, you see him more hiding in the shadows in the beginning, but more towards the end, you start seeing more of him bracing the light and like kind of just using that to show that there is uh open like you gotta keep on going and it's just a whole thing you know it's awesome people need that that's one my big thing about it that it was a whole character development for batman and you don't get to see that in the other ones i think as much so yeah the batman uh which premiered recently definitely recommend anybody who has the time and patience and really likes comics batman comics go watch it it's good oh watch that batman yeah yeah so now moving on we're going to talk about our general topping for the week. And last week, we talked about, or at least I mentioned, that I want to talk about the best spin-off games, or at least everyone's favorite spin-off game. Uh, spin-off games constitute, you know, you have your basic uh, what a game series is known for. Like, for instance, Mario jumps on Goombas, gets the Bowser. That's his basic thing. 
Then you got the spin-off games, which I'm not going to mention because I don't want to repeat incident of last week. Um, you have other... Okay. We have other <laughs> things that aren't related to basically stomping on Goombas, but it still has Mario in it. That would be a spin-off game. So let's start this mm -hmm. off with Nico. Um, so, I mean, I didn't, I don't know if it's a spinoff, you know, but, um, I mean, I've been excited for this new, uh, Tina's Wonderland that's coming out with, for Borderlands. I mean, I know that they had, like, a add-on a while ago, you know, um, for Borderlands 2 and all, but, uh, the new one's coming out on the 25th of this month, too, and I've been stoked for that as well. Obviously, Kirby comes out the same day, so I'm probably gonna end up getting Kirby first, but, I mean, that one is a, a cool one that I've been, like, really looking forward to. Um... I mean, I've always been into Borderlands, and, and, you know, this one looks like it'd be more on my end, too, you know, with the whole D&D &D kind of uh, base game. Yeah. But, I mean, I played the I played the add-on, because it was free last month on the uh, on the PlayStation Plus, you know, if you have the, the whole subscription thing. Um, I mean, they gave it to you for free. I think it was, like, the 2008 version of, like, you know, when it was came out, when it came out for Borderlands 2. I'm not entirely sure when it came out, but... um. Again, that one was fun. You know, I, I played it for a little bit, you know, but obviously this new one is going to have a lot more to it. You know, they, they're basically making a whole game out of it instead of just be, being like an add-on for Borderlands 2. Yeah, um, but I yeah, I mean, that's the one I always, you know, again, uh, I'm not going to get it right away, you know, because there's too many games coming out this month. Um, that's another reason why I'm not getting uh, Elder Elden Ring. But um, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So, I mean, it's definitely on my list. Okay. But yeah. um, other than that, yeah, I don't really don't have too many other ones. I mean, I've always loved a bunch of the spin-offs that they have for, you know, the Mario series. Like, you know, all the I Yoshi games. I swear to God, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know. So well, like, yeah, that's... Like Mario, stop! Well, I was trying to see, like, something that I actually played recently. <laughs> I would, but, I would yeah, consider yeah. Tina a spin-off game because the mainline it series is, is yeah, Borderlands definitely. 1, 2, and 3. This it's is just like... Game, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's still I mean, roughly same gameplay. But it's different characters. It's its own thing regarding like D and D, right? It's not a mainline game. So I would consider yeah. it a spinoff game. Cool, cool. Yeah, well, it's, it looks. I mean, it was really fun to play the the older version, and now that the yeah. new one's coming out again, I'm gonna try to get it as soon as possible. But same. I do remember liking uh, Bunkers and Badasses. I believe it's what it was called. And yeah, uh, I really like that game or that the DLC add-on for uh, Borderlands Two. Very enjoyable. And I've always liked the I always liked the 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 whole like because there's a lot of like little funny parts too. Like Borderlands has always got like a bunch Big of little funny on comedy. Uh, you know, comedy is super fun in that game. It makes okay. it a lot a lot smoother. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, well, yeah, that's a solid choice. Definitely, uh, if you like more Borderlands and you want to check out a D and D styled comedy packed, you know, looter shooter, Tiny Tina's Wonderland coming out March 25th, I believe, same day as Kirby. Yep. So check it out. I didn't realize Kirby was coming out so soon. You're just, well, open up a news tent. <laughs> I guess so. Go on. Okay, uh, David, what are you, what's your spinoff game? All right, so mine's a little bit older, but it is actually a Pokemon game. It's called Pokemon Conquest, where instead of like the usual Pokemon, oh, I want to be the very best, I want to be a trainer, you're actually a warlord, and you are getting other warlords to come join your army and you assault castles, and it's kind of like a turn-based... Uh, if you've ever played Fire Emblem, it's kind of like that sort of movement, where you have Pokemon on the field, they move around, and each Pokemon has their own unique attack. You can actually switch them up, but they all have like, a unique attack, and you have to be very precise with your, with your positioning, because they have very specific ranges and all of that. 
but it's really it's a lot of fun like i i had a blast when i was playing it and i played it so much like i, I don't know i, I might have must have put like 50 some odd hours into the game because there was just so much to do and like i just replayed it too because i was just having a blast it was a uh, very interesting because it has you not start off with like a normal starter it actually has you start off with an eevee and oh, that yeah, eevee yeah that eevee evolves to be a badass because okay. it just gets so strong after a while but uh it actually i actually came with a lot of like random dlc codes where basically it's like oh you can encounter this pokemon and then you can go capture it but it's not capturing it in the usual way you kind of have to become like friends with it during so you have to encounter it and then you have to kind of like uh do certain actions in order to become friends with this pokemon and you can actually do that with other warlords that you encounter as well it's basically like oh this warlord has rhyperion as their pokemon let's say if you wanted to give them like a vaporeon you have to go find a vaporeon and have them become friends with it but it's like and also different pokemon will actually have different bonds so like the bond level can go from anywhere from 1 to 100. And your starting Pokemon, you can get all the way up to 100% with that. However, let's say if you just find, like, oh, I just found, like, a random Caterpie on the flower. That one could only get up to, like, 50%, maybe. And it's the same the same is true with all the other Warlords in the game. It, cool. it's, it's a very interesting system, and I, I really deeply enjoyed the game. It was so much fun. It's uh, for the... DS, I believe, actually. It's not oh. even for the 3DS, it's for the DS. So, kind of an older game. But if you ever have the time, check out Pokemon Conquest. It's definitely worth It's definitely worth a play. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it, too. I was definitely looking up some like, spin-off games, and that was always, like, a couple times in the top. I'm like, oh, what is this game? So, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Did oh, I yeah. hear that right? You said Pokemon with Fire Emblem mechanics? Yep, that <laughs> is correct. Yeah, That's crazy. That's all yeah. I like it when they try to change it up like that, too. You know, there's always, I mean, you obviously, Pokemon's always been, like, straightforward. You know, you start off as a trainer, and you try to find new Pokemon and all that stuff from the beginning. But that, that's all they see. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's a solid choice. Uh, Pokemon Conquest. I believe it was a 3DS game? It was, no, it was a normal DS. Normal DS! Damn, we yep. traveled back in it's time. Old. Well, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, when I was young and my niece still didn't creep. This was twenty five cents. I just recently uh, put gas in my car, and I didn't even get to half a tank. It didn't even reach half, and I paid sixty five dollars. Oh, California! California, that's, man. That's, that's California guys. Uh, yeah. Let's get back on topic, because otherwise, I'm just gonna yep. shut this off and go cry in a corner. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, if you can find a copy of Conquest. Um, I would recommend you do so because we're circling back to it. Nintendo hates you, and come May f <laughs> and May, you're not gonna be able to download. Yeah. Oh, Nintendo, come back! Ah man, we're gonna keep going at it. Great games, company <laughs> could stand to do better. Yep. All right, moving on. Pacheco, what do you hey. get? So mine is an. It's a game that's on on platforms right now. I am gonna be talking about Apex Legends, which is a spinoff game from. The Titanfall series. <laughs> yeah, it technically is. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I had no idea it was. They're the same universe. Yep. Same universe. And if you have never played right. any of the Titanfall games, I recommend Titanfall 2. It's one of the best story-based games. And multiplayer as well, but Absolutely. the story in that game is super beautiful. Was it the world Titanfall they built. 2? Yeah. 
Titanfall 2, exactly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, they announced and launched the same day for platforms. Apex Legends pretty much caught immediately, you know. I remember the launch day, too. People were like, oh, what, what's this game going to be about? And everyone jumped on, and I think a month later, it hit, like, a peak. But, like, it overpassed, like, multiple, like, other games, like, were just jumping on this game. But, you know, it became one of the best Royal Battle Royale games out there right now, next to Fortnite and, I guess, Call of Duty War. The reason this game is so awesome is just because it has, I think it really has a lot of different characters you can play with, and you can always jump around, because all the characters, uh, they have different personalities, they got different skills and abilities, it's really fun to just check one character out and then be like, okay, what about the next one? They all have different lords, too, that you'd be surprised that, like, a Battle Royale game with so much lore in the world and its characters, too, because if you start looking into some of it, a lot of the characters that are in, a- a- in Apex Legends do have a lot of crazy lore and story. For example, they do have uh, Gibral- Gibraltar. He's one of those characters who like has this giant shield to help people. Uh, he's like a big tank guy, but yeah, he's like uh, one of the first uh, homosexuals characters in this world. And you get to find out about that his story and his relationship. He had. You also have Wraith, who wasn't a lab experiment before. Octane, who was in a accident, he lost his legs and was helped by another character from the Apex Legends uh, world. Mm, uh, I always forget her name. The medic, Lifeline, is in that world. Yeah, Lifeline, thank you. I don't even play the game, and I remember that. <laughs> She's the one that fixed him and gave him those legs. So there's just okay. a lot of lore. To the, That's cool. I didn't know the, that was lore. Do you find that in game? Yeah, in the game. And with mm. the, they they have like little movie trailers sometimes when they announce a new season. And speaking of the new, every season is so cool because they always bring a new character. It do some things with the maps sometimes, adjust them, modify them, or they even bring new maps entirely sometimes, with different game modes, different weapons. They it's because like I said, it's from the Titanfall world, so they bring those weapons to this. That's badass. Know, this environment over here. So a lot of people who have played the first has a smart first pistol first showed up yet? I don't think so. Not yet. I hope it doesn't. There's, some, that would there's something similar. Yeah, there's something similar to it. I know what we're talking about. Okay. But not yet. Which is yeah, it's gonna be a big one. Yeah. Uh, I do remember Apex Legend also being like very big for it bringing the ping system back in the day. Oh yeah. We didn't have that. that was great. Yeah, we didn't really have that in back. And I'm in glad companies are adopting it because it's so useful. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if people, if you guys don't know what the ping system is, uh, it's a way for a, a person to communicate to other players they're playing with. To, like, let them know, hey, there's loot over here. Or, hey, watch out, there's enemies over there. Or, hey, we should go this way. So it's a good way to just kind of communicate without having those mm-hmm. headphones. Because a lot of people, when you play online, you jump with randos, you know? Yeah. It's always a, it's a good way to communicate. And it's, Isn't I, it, I think like, really specific, great. too? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they have like smaller wheel. Uh, it's like a wheel that you pop up. It has like sections in there, and you can choose to be more specific with the announcements you want to make to them. Which is really cool. Like, and like I said, you play with a lot of randos, and uh, I think this game is very fair with all the characters being balanced. And like, if you're new to the game, you'll you start picking it up pretty quickly. When you're, you know, you're gonna get, you can, you're gonna have fun. I think everyone is gonna have fun if you jump on this game. It's pretty fair. I think you know, pretty fair game. Maybe okay. yeah. If you yeah. if you jump on rank, that's when it starts getting a little crazier. Cause yeah, you're gonna have oh yeah, yeah, skill based characters exactly. 
I mean, I tried yeah, it before. Yeah. It looks fun. I mean, I, I definitely got into it for a little bit, but I mean, it just reminds me a lot of like Overwatch too. You know, both of them were competing, exactly. obviously. So I mean, and then they both have like characters that are all different. You know, they everybody's got their own abilities and stuff. They're right. very similar I mean, in styles, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, both I, of them are really fun. Yeah, and they're very focused on team based. It's always been like yeah. more of a team base. So if you always want to just play with a friend or things out and go and loot and shoot, I think Apex Legend is a great game. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. It's new, a shame. Yeah, the new season just came out too. So if you're trying to get on it, I think right now is a good time because they did add, uh, like I said, they add new modes every time they come with the new season. They added this new one out. Well, it's not a new one. It's Control. You know, other games have had Control. Apex has never had it because it's always been Battle Royale and other small things. But now they're incorporating more. Oh, that's good. Other games. Because to really be honest. The battle mm. royale formula is getting a little stale it's for me. Tiring, yeah, it does. Yeah, for me too. So that's so why I checked it out last time, and I had a lot of fun. Definitely would jump on again. Uh, I'm not a big battle pass guy. I I did it in the first couple of seasons because I was really hooked when the first game came out, and I'd get the battle passes and try to complete them. Now I just like to jump on. It's a free game, so it's always fun to just on a game too and play with friends. You know, see how it goes. Mm. See, I I understand why I didn't like it as much. That crucial part friends <laughs> maybe one we'll day see. maybe one day yeah exactly we'll, we'll start picking it up again i played a bit of it uh, solo with randos and I, I just i don't like playing with random people i just do mm -hmm. not but yeah, i do recommend I this you. but if you have not played Titanfall fall 2 go play that please absolutely it's so good it's so I good wish i could you know it's only on the xbox right so no, 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 no it's, it's on all, everything it's on everything now oh and shoot it's okay. super cheap super cheap yeah, yeah. See for like ten dollars or less yeah. Oh wow. Um, okay, and definitely play it to support that franchise uh, respawn? because yeah, respawn and respawn EA have more or less amazing. abandoned it. Yeah. Mm. Like at this point, you say uh, Apex is a spinoff. At this point, based off popularity, yeah. Titanfall is a spinoff no, of Apex yeah. now. Yeah. At this point, right? yeah, they became the bigger thing. <laughs> I didn't even know they were connected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right then. Pretty solid choice. What about you, Chris? Coco, what do you got for us? Um, well, man, I had to struggle with what to pick because there's a lot of good no, spin-off games. There was a lot of good ones, yeah. I was like, do I talk about Mario Kart, which is like the spin-off game? But I could. But everyone knows Mario Kart. We all know it's good. We all know it plays well. It's mm -hmm. just entertaining party game. Doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just a fun time. But no, I'm not going to talk about Mario Kart because <laughs> if, if we did, then that that would overshadow a lot of other games that I think are good that deserve more limelight. Because like I said, everyone knows Mario Kart. Let's talk about something else. Uh, yeah. I also want to talk about Hyrule Warriors, but I've already briefly mentioned about it. Uh, so I'll just quickly say, play Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> Other than that, it's, it's a good game. If you like Zelda, play it. The actual the game that I, re I recently played, it. maybe that's why it's still on my mind, was Monster Hunter Stories. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. That's a spinoff of the main Monster Hunter series. It is. Yeah, Monster Hunter Stories that. is basically Monster Hunter Pokemon. It is, yeah. What? With a rock, paper, scissors mechanic oh, that was very I've been fun. I've wanted to play it for that reason, exactly. <laughs> it's very fun. It's, I mean, it's challenging. You have to level up your... You, you find monsters. You don't, like, catch them like Pokemon. You actually go to their nests, and you get their eggs. And the eggs are random. It can be, like, a selection of eggs. Kidnap those eggs. You kidnap those <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Do you have to like survive, or does like the whatever mother of the eggs or whatever try to kill you while you're trying to steal their eggs? On occasion, or, 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 or... yeah. Like sometimes you'll come across a nest that's empty, and you just start 
pick enough items in that area and then pick up the egg that if you take too long, the mother will show up and start attacking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but what's interesting is, like, uh, the eggs, there's... The, the nest itself isn't a specific monster, typically. It'll be a selection of monsters based off the locale. So you'll pick up an mm -hmm. egg, and it'll have a very specific design. And you could be like, oh, that's a Aptanoth egg. I don't need that. So you pick up another egg, and they're like, oh, crap, it's an Arzuro's egg. I'm running out of here with this egg. And then you have to get out of there. And after that, you go to like an egg hatcher, and they hatch the egg. And sure enough, a fully grown monster shows up because reasons. Let's not think too much about it. And uh, <laughs> from then on, though, that monster you pick, you can have up to, I think, six or eight. I forget the number specifically. But you have that in the party, with one being the lead. And when you encounter when you encounter another monster, it's like a Pokemon battle. Kind of. Uh, it's more Pokemon in that you collect monsters, right? But the actual battling, the monster does what it wants. Like, you don't control the monster directly. You have your own things with your own weapons and your own abilities and your attacks. And there's a rock, paper, scissor, because most attacks, most non-special attacks, have attributes that are like speed, technical, and power. And the, oftentimes, when a monster does, an, uh, I call them basic attacks. The basic attacks are the ones that have those attributes. When a monster does a basic attack with an attribute, and you or your monster also do a basic attack against it, and they're targeting each other, they'll have a clash off. And based off a rock, paper, scissors system, one of them will win the clash off. So, like, speed uh, is faster than power. So it'll like they'll manage to maneuver, outmaneuver the monster and do more damage to them. So if they have a clash off and the opposing monster is doing power and your monster is doing speed, your monster is going to overwhelm them and do extra damage while taking minimal. So it's, a, uh, it's kind of a guessing name of, do you know the monsters? Do you know their affinities to what type of attacks they like to do? And if you know the monsters, you'll be able to win those clashes pretty frequently. And um, there's also special powers, like, you know, if you have a Rathalos, he's going to throw fireballs out there and just start burning the monsters. And you can order your monster around, but it costs these kinship points. And kinship is a meter that fills up in the center. And basically, it's your MP for most RPG fans. And as you use abilities, that meter goes up and down. And when it gets to the max, you have affinity with your monster. And you basically hop on top of your monster. Uh, healing its health by a lot and you attack together and if at that point you have a special attack called uh, that's at level one if you manage to do another uh, basically clash with the opposing monster and win your meter goes up to level two and it can go as up to level three and each monster has a unique special attack with that and its strength is based off how high you got at the level and it does massive damage. And it also looks really cool. Like, for instance, uh, Rathalos, or Rathalos and Rathian. Rathian specifically goes up in the air, shoots a fireball down, and then just roll a sweep dives at the monster and does, like, a spinning move with its tail. And, like, it, it just smashes, like, a, a circle just smashes into the monster. It's really aesthetically pleasing. Um, but there's also the danger that if you mess up, they can knock you off and you lose a turn. But it's, a, it's a pretty involved. I liked it a lot. Alright, that's pretty cool. I'm just gonna say you made it sound a little bit like Fire Emblem again. Uh, Fire Emblem. A little bit, just a little bit. And uh Pokemon. There's no strategy Whoa. moving. Sounds like... Pokemon for sure. Yeah, there's no strategy moving, yeah. but the actual fighting, yeah, it's it's got a little bit of it. Yeah, for a sure. A little bit. I gotta like yeah, it's like a system where you like one beats the other and then the other one beats the other, but then the other one beats 
That is true. Oh, that that yeah. is just like Fire Emblem. With a where it's like swords beat. Sword. Yeah. Swords beats axes, axes beat yeah. lances. Pretty much it's lances. basically it's got Pokemon, it's got Fire Emblem uh, fighting. That's that's how it is. But it's a very enjoyable. Uh there's it gets like early on it's pretty easy. But as it goes on, you actually have to think about tactics. Do you power up your monster with a special rally? But if you do, you forsake your attack. And if they target you, you're gonna take a lot of damage. Or do you bulk up and put extra defense on you so you can take a heavy hit? But if you mistimed it and they didn't actually attack you, your monster's just gonna take full damage. It's it's a it's very strategic in the way you have to handle things. And it's also pretty fun going to a nest. Because there's different rarities of nests, and sometimes you'll find like a rare nest, and you're like, oh crap. You go inside, and you can pull out some interesting monsters. And a lot of monsters that uh, most of us who've, uh, well, not most of us, a lot of us that have played Monster Hunter recently, like started recently. Like I started at Monster Hunter 3. I don't know which one two guys started at. But uh, there's some games I haven't played. So seeing some of these monsters show up and be like, what the hell's that? And finding out later that actually that's a monster hunter from a game before three that you didn't know about. That's it's actually pretty entertaining. So see. yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And story solid too. A little like a uh, basic in some aspects, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a kid. It's not a kid's game, but the story would be kid like, it's not bad. It's just, you know, it's basic. It's naive at times, mm-hmm. but the overall monster mechanics, hunter PG. Yeah. But the actual like mechanics of the game, pretty solid can recommend okay. had a lot of fun with it sure awesome nice. yeah definitely wanted to check that one out oh you can also uh pokemon battle every uh other hunters so you like if someone else has monster hunters you can fight against each other <laughs> that's oh, cool yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah monster hunter stories uh they recently i played the one on the ds they came out with one on the switch which is on my list of things to do from what i've heard it's just an improvement so i look forward to it all right awesome nice. All right, then uh, that was general toppings, I think, right? Guys, all four of us, boom. Easy peasy. All right, guys, moving on to our final segment here, which is the four nerd categories. We each take turns on a category. Each week we switch. So each person will be bringing something new to the table, a point of view. So today we're going to start with books, just because Nick might have to leave soon. Mm, usually yeah. go games, movies, shows, and books. But today, we're starting with Nico on books. Nick? All right. Shoot. Well, I mean, I, again, I mean, I just started reading the whole uh, Way of the Kings, but I'm not going to talk about that, you know, since I haven't really got too much into it. Um, But there, I mean, I do get into a lot of manga, too. You know, I do follow well, a few yeah. of them. Um, And I consider that sometimes books, you know, obviously oh, yeah, it goes a little faster, you know, but you're still reading, and it's, you know, it's a little so, more visual. So, yeah, but... exactly. But um, the most recent one that I've gone back into that I haven't touched in a while, um, it's called Doctor Stone. Um, oh. there's like uh, there's already a show or like the yeah. anime that's come out. There's so already good. two seasons out, and like mm-hmm. it, there's like 36 episodes basically that you can just stream. Yeah. Um, but the manga itself goes a lot lot further, obviously. Um, I mean, I think it's almost basically done. You know, they've gone so far into it. There's like 200 oh, wow. something chapters. Right now, I'm around like 115, I think um but it's really good i really recommend it um i mean if you're really into just like you know the, the story base where like you know people i mean in this one they basically are they go through like basically kind of like a little apocalypse kind of thing and yeah, right, they get yeah. revived back in the future and like all of civilization is basically just wiped out and they've gone back to like kind of the stone age 
um but i mean they get revived and they have their like modern like the the main character he's basically like the uh, he's like a scientist so he has all this stuff just um stuck in his head that he can basically revive so most of the story is him just trying to take civilization back from zero to you know 100 um so i mean and a lot of it is like i mean they explain a good amount of the the technology too it's like it, it's yeah. very informative too like they go step by step you know so I mean, it doesn't get super into detail, obviously, but I mean, they do explain a lot of it, and it's it's really fun, honestly, just like reading it. Um, but obviously, there's like mystery to it too, you know, like why they got you know wiped out in the first place. You know, they're always trying to figure that out. But I mean, if you're really into like science or you know just any kind of like story where you know they have to start over again, like apocalypse-wise, you know, I know it's not like straight up zombies, you know, how sometimes you know those shows get into that, but. I mean, this one is really fun, you know, and like obviously they 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 have to fight each other, you know, like there's always conflict between humans, you know, so they got to figure that out while they're trying to, you know, make peace survive. and uh, yeah, basically survive. Um, but it's, I mean, again, it's really fun. I I love the whole step by step, like uh, you know, building like yeah. you know science little little you know stuff. Like they try to make a computer, or they try to you know make um, a boat, engines, all Isn't kinds. There of once stuff. where they make like soda or something like that, or like a drink. Basically, that was one of the yeah. the, the first like, episodes. They go yeah, from yeah, yeah. like yeah, from making like uh, food to recreating like you know technology. Yeah, like they yeah, they yeah. started off with like soda and ramen and all that stuff. Stuff that they obviously missed from like being in the right. modern age. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, they they go like really deep into that kind of stuff, you know, and it's yeah. it's really fun, honestly. I I enjoy it a lot, and I really recommend it if you know if you're into you know reading manga or if you're trying to get into something new. But yeah, right. that's uh, it's uh, one of my recommendations. I'll I'll definitely try to talk about you know this you know with the way of the kings you know eventually, but yeah, no, that's no, for no. a later day. I, I I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've gone way more into it, so yeah. I do love the series though, the Doctor Stone. Was it? Yeah, Doctor Stone. Yeah. Again, it, it's it's uh, most show. of the yeah most of the uh, the manga is already out, you know, like yeah. and you can find it online. Most of it's free. It's not like you yeah, have to yeah. pay for anything. And in the the show, yeah, there's already two seasons out, and you know, there's like thirty six so episodes, I think. So it's very good. I recommend both of them. Yeah, I've always wanted. To, I've never, that's the thing. I've never truly actually gotten too much into manga, but I've always wanted. To. It's just uh, I know the concept of reading it kind of backwards always kind of tripped me out a little bit. I mean, uh, if you find it online, it's uh, yeah. it's pretty simple, you know. Like, yeah. it's it's it doesn't really make you go backwards, you know. And then once yeah, you get yeah. into it, yeah, it's 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 not as much like reading as like on on page, you know. And, and it oh, helps yeah. you a little more visually too. So, I mean, obviously you don't have to use as much imagination, but it's still really fun to you know get into. The characters of this one are so crazy and ridiculous. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's very, fun. very original. Like the yeah. like, I, I don't like sometimes when they reuse characters and try to like copy mm -hmm. other series. But this one, you know, they started off with their own thing, and yeah, I mean, it's yeah. really good. Yes, it is. Definitely pick it up. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Nick. That's an awesome one. Yeah. But yeah, so we went backwards since we're doing that. No, we'll just go back to we'll go back to games. And today our guest, day, uh, Senor David. Be talking to us about some games he wants to recommend to you, maybe games that he's playing. Take it away, Senor David. Oh, all right then. <laughs> so the most recent games that I've been playing, well, we've already talked about Elden Ring, so we'll, we won't we'll cover it again. But I, I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, however, the Total War Warhammer Three it just recently came out, and oh, yeah. I have I have like I have been having a blast with that game because. 
it's basically more of Total War Warhammer 2, which was already an amazing game, but now it is, it is just you get new races, and I finally get the Chaos races, because I've been wanting to play the Chaos races in the Warhammer universe. And the only thing they gave us in the second game was just the Warriors of Chaos. And they they were kind of boring, because you only got maybe one demon unit, and that was it. And it was just like, it was kind of a pathetic demon unit that you're like, oh, I get Chaos spawn. You mean the random amalgamation, they don't even do anything special. Cool. <laughs> Everything else is just like chaos dudes. So I'm like, this is a little bit boring. I still played the campaign and I still enjoyed it, but it was boring. This game, they threw all that out the window and they're all like, all right, you want demons? Here's four different factions, including a fifth one that is just chaos undivided. It's pretty fantastic. And I think I the first one that I picked was the Chaos uh, God Zinch. And he's all about magic and, like, ranged firepower. So basically, he has a bunch of demons that just love to shoot fireballs at people. And they just, basically, they form a line and they just obliterate people. And the Lord himself, Kairos Fateweaver, he just calls down all kinds of different magic. Because he has a special mechanic that... He can put certain points into certain items. When he equips those items, he gets other spells from other uh, lores of magic. Because he has his own specific one. But then he can also get other magic on top to really show that he is like the king of magic. He's like the top dog nice. sorcerer. And it was just so cool. Like I, I was having a I was having so much fun. And then I played Corn immediately uh, after that one. Corn of the Cobb? And Corn yeah, pretty much, Corn on the Cobb. And Corn is the chaos god of war, battle, murder, and he's just all about blood for the blood god, skulls for the skull throne. Sounds edgy. Oh yeah, it's super edgy. Because like, even like when you have like a lot of corn corruption in a province, anything that's water will immediately be replaced with blood. <laughs> like, yeah, like if there's a river flowing through the province, it'll just be a blood river. Oh, that is so edgy. <laughs> it's wow. so edgy, but it's it's so hilarious. Uh, it's it's I just love great. It. Yeah. What kind of game? What kind of gameplay is this though? Was it like a? Is it it's like a, a Diablo grand, maybe a little bit? What can you, mm -hmm. It's a kinda... grand strategy game. So basically, okay. you have yeah. two different maps, two different states of the game. You have gotcha. the strategy map, which is basically you're looking at a bunch of provinces and you're looking at like. Uh, stand-ins for your army. So it's going to be like your lord traveling around the map, and okay. he's going to do stuff on the map. And then you have the second state of the game, which is the actual battle map, where it actually represents your army fully of what you have in your army. So it could be like like 10 units of demons, 10 units of like chaos units, and like a unit of like artillery. And you'll actually oh, okay. see them lined up on the field. And then you have Jesus. to do like tactical uh battles and you actually have to try to win those battles oh yeah you're like jumping all over the place really you're kind of like it's almost like yeah you're it's literally you're like your own war and like trying to figure out what your strategy is and passing it on to your people i played the yep, second exactly. one and i tried playing it it was enjoyable i played the snake people i forgot their name and i just had to come to the realization that i am not a general so i couldn't get very far but i think you played the lizardmen those guys are fun they have a specific name like, but yes yeah and you said this has an online component too, or is it just a mini? It actually does. And uh, with Total War Warhammer 3, 
Uh, apparently, it also has eight player multiplayer. What the hell? Like oh, wow. eight That's... people on one map can play. Is that, oh, is that wow. like a chaotic? Is that wouldn't that be too much? Uh, be I'm just thinking of how I long the turns yet. go. God damn. Actually, yeah, it's even better because no they introduce a new mechanic in this one where they all take your turns at the exact same time. You do not have oh. to wait. That sounds chaotic. Interesting. It yeah. is super chaotic because I, I played <laughs> co-op with just one other person, and oh, oh my god. <laughs> So do the, all the actions happen at the same time, or is it just yep. kind of one by it one? it happens oh. all at the same time. Wow. Uh, the only thing that doesn't is, let's say if someone do, does a battle, it it will pull everybody to that battle. Okay. Yep. But if you auto-resolve it, that one just continues, uh, it just continues on. So, like, it won't, like, stop everything. But if someone does fight a battle manually, then it will pull everybody in. Okay. And in that case... If you're enemies with the person, you can actually take the enemy army and control it. So if you want to fuck them over, you can. All right. All right. Sounds cool. Yep. Uh, I heard it the game cool. launched in a, a little bit of a rough state. Has there been uh, any, you know, address to that? Actually, yes. They they got it. They pushed out a patch real quick. Like, I even ran into that thing where... For like I don't know a good couple days, it was unplayable. Where because it was just like stuttering like crazy, and I tried like adjusting my settings and everything, and nothing worked. A couple days later, they pushed out a patch, and now it's running like smooth. Oh, that's great! That's great to hear. That's the kind of yeah. stuff we want from uh, the the from software people for Elden Ring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Quick response. That's what yeah. You expect, yeah. Well, that's great. So it it was one of those. It was fantastic. Okay. What would you say the game was called again for the people? Uh, it was Total War Warhammer 3. Okay, from our resident chaos uh, simp, you can recommend it. It, it did <laughs> just come out too recently, too, huh? I oh, yeah, it, like... it came out like a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember, I think it came out like almost on the same day as uh, Horizon or one of those two. They, they I, I, I believe it came out on the same day. Yeah, so I remember like, oh, wonder what people are going to be playing today. Yeah. So that sounds like a lot of fun, man. Actually, I wish I had a PC so I can jump on that. Oh yeah, um, because like, it's only PC exclusive, great. right? Yeah. Uh, it's on. Yeah. I don't think basically. it's on. It's Xbox. on like Epic. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's on Epic Game uh, yeah. Store, Steam. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely oh, gonna have to get it on that eventually. Check or get a new I PC. I want to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially we're gonna be doing this a lot more. <laughs> it would help a lot. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Senor David, for that oh, yeah. recommendation. No problem. And since we did games. Technically, next would be movies, and uh, movies today is going to be Coco. Yeah, it, I am? Oh, crap. Uh, throw up my notes. Uh, <laughs> real quick, give me a second. Oh, crap. <laughs> I can't tell this is part of the scare. <laughs> uh, movies, movies. What do I have on my side? Uh, no, that's not okay. Oh, Godzilla. Godzilla vs. King Kong. Uh, no, not, let's not talk about that one. You know what? I'm just going to talk about one of my favorite movies ever, because we're just talking about recommendations, right? And although exactly. I really like Godzilla vs. Kong, I recognize that not everyone likes big monsters punching each other. And those people are dumb. Them. But I'm just going to talk about an overall re good one. <laughs> it's an older movie, and I continue to go back to it just because I really dig it. Uh, I remember I watched it when I was pretty young. Uh, teenager, at least, but like early teens, you know? Mm -hmm. The movie I'm thinking about is Van Helsing. With Hugh Jackman. 
Oh, that was a fantastic wow, movie. It's been a minute. It's been a while. But that, so movie, about that movie still holds up. It's so good. It's really good, yeah. yeah it's, so really, it's really good. To date, like, there's been individual monster movies that do their monster well, but this is the only movie so far that has brought in several horror-themed monsters. Because I like classic yeah. horror. There's a lot of horror movies that have come out recently and within the past you know, decade that, okay, they're good horror, but they don't appeal to me. Because uh, I like psycholo- psychological horror for the new stuff. But if you're like, hey, do you want to see this new Saw movie? Nah, that ain't me. You want to see a psychological movie? Sure. You want to see the newest iteration of Dracula for the hundredth time? Baby, I'm there with popcorn. Let's go. <laughs> I just like that old shit, my bad. But yeah, this uh, this movie, Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman, brought a lot of uh, old, you know, classical horror monsters to the main screen in with color, most things. Because I remember seeing like the older, some of the older uh, horror movie monsters, and they're mostly, you know, black and white. There's not a whole lot of iterations that have those monsters seriously, because otherwise we're talking about Herman Monster. But they don't have these monsters seriously in great detail, great color. Like the Frankenstein in uh, Van Helsing, love that iteration. Dracula, oh, yeah. fantastic. Wolfman, bro, I had that as my background for my phone for I don't know how long. Like they just had, they nailed it. On top of that, they Van Helsing, the take they did with them, because the you know the OG Van Helsing in the Dracula book, completely different than this one. But for what they went with this guy, I loved it. A little cheesy at times, but I loved it. That cro- automatic crossbow, amazing. That was the best part of the fucking movie. I love that thing. Yeah, especially when he's attacking, like they're fighting off the brides of Dracula. Oh, that stuff was yep. so cool. And I could like that whole fight scene with the three of them. That was a fucking amazing. And the the journey they go on once they're inside or getting close to Dracula's castle, where there's like lightning going down and hitting the bridge in the theater. Because I saw this first in the theater. Oh, it was so good. And my personal favorite thing about the whole thing. Is I love me a good soundtrack, and that thing hit. So, uh, yeah, Ben Helsing, Hugh Jackman. Forgot how old it is. It's uh, early two thousands at the okay. least. It's like the early, yeah, early two thousands. If you have such yeah. a movie, great movie. If you haven't watched it, classic, yeah. yeah. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's probably cheap somewhere, and it's gonna have a lot of mo- monster madness. I guess. I don't know. I could rant on forever about that movie. It's probably my favorite movie of all time. If I'm. Well, I'm definitely gonna rewatch. It it's good. Sure. I, I've been looking oh, to sure. see if they had like a 4K version, and I've, I can't. I haven't found one, so maybe they don't. I'll oh, just I'll just keep okay. my old DVD copy, and I'll bust it out when necessary. Why well, I got all my D. I mean, I have a DVD player and a like you know 4K Bluetooth, but I still have all my DVDs just saved up, you know, because everything you know you never know when you want to yeah. watch something that's not on a streaming service. Unfortunately, you know, so I don't have a relic of the ancient times, so I can't bust out my uh, Eldorado VHS. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Darn. That movie's pretty solid, too. Which, I mean, I'm not talking about El Dorado, but watch it, too. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my movie. Van Helsing. Watch it. Great Monster Madness. And it's not like for those people that are squeamish regarding horror. It's hard. It's not. I would say it's more action than horror. It just has horror elements. It, it's, it's, with like, it's like horror themed. It's not yeah. like actually horror. If you like horror. the characters, the monsters, they do a good iteration without them being too deep. Well, like too. Uh, too scary because classical monsters, they have some kind of menace to them, but they're not scary in the conventional ways that a lot of horror movies are scary now, right? They're just, yeah. you know, they're frightening at the most. 
And this movie makes the monsters frightening, but you ain't gonna, you know, evacuate your bowels, diaper change. You'll be good. Just watch the movie. <laughs> yep, that's my uh, that's my movie recommendation for the week. Nice, cool. nice. All right. All right, so we got books, we got games, we got movies, and ending today with shows is me. And I am going to share four quick ones, because I got four streaming services, and I thought I'd share a quick one for each. Oh, my boy. last one is gonna be my last one's gonna be the big one, but real quick, we'll start with Disney Plus. What should you watch on Disney Plus? If it's a Marvel series where each episode is its own story of a Marvel character arc that we some I think we've seen a couple before, but some are original. There's a lot of really crazy spin-off kind of like episodes, and if you're familiar with some of the what if stories, because they they had them in the comics before, you're gonna see a lot of cool like. Stories from those two. Oh, got yeah, zombie. I yeah. Hearing about those. Yeah. Exactly. They got the zombie arc where like a whole bunch of the Marvel characters turn into zombies. I'm not gonna try to get into two spoilers. I'm just gonna give you guys a quick one. Uh, one show. I mean, I it, it kind of is around the same thing where they do different arcs or different like series or not series, different uh versions of it. But um, on it's still on Disney Plus too. You know that one Star Wars um uh, Visions. Oh yeah, basically? that exactly. Yeah, Visions. that it's one very similar, is yeah. really it good so too. Good, and yeah. It was. I loved that, especially the fact that they put so many different like artists into each episode, or not exactly. each episode, but they gave each artist like an episode. So that way, it's like it was really good. Yeah. Again, I recommend that one. But uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Oh yeah, Visions. Definitely, if you're on Disney Plus, watch Visions. But yeah, also watch What If, and it has a. It ends with one season, like the whole arc kind of connects at the end because they're all individual episodes, but at the end they all connect, which is really cool. That's Disney Plus. On to Netflix. If you have Netflix, I recommend right now watching Disenchantment. Disenchantment is uh, made by the creator of The Simpsons. And this is different from his other shows because he has uh, The Simpsons, he has Futurama. Now he has this series where they all the episodes kind of connect. Like one season, it goes to the next season, to the next season, and the characters are developing as they go, and the story kind of follows them. It's a, it's a fantasy dream world kind of for this one. Which is kind of crazy too, though, because they go to hell, they go yeah, to heaven, not, not they a, go to <laughs> it's it's not. They go to <laughs> cyberpunk world. It's very interesting. It's very funny. It's Matt Greening style comedy. So if you're into The Simpsons, Futurama, definitely recommend this. It has not been getting a lot of, you know, advertisement as I think it should from Netflix or just like it wasn't the top ten for like maybe a week when the new season came out, and I was like, wait, what? This. This show is one of your big ones, Netflix. What are you doing? So, yeah, if you didn't get a chance to watch the new season that just came out, that is out now for Netflix. They have four seasons right now. You can binge watch all four in a day because they're so much fun and the characters are so wacky and ridiculous. The whole show is pretty, you know, it's kind of like the Simpsons vibe. So if you like that, you'll like this show. Yeah, a little edgy, Netflix. but very fun. It is very edgy, exactly. <laughs> oh, so many deaths in that show. I love it. <laughs> On Hulu, this is a weird one because I know we talk nerdy stuff, but I love a good competition show. I love cooking. I love Gordon Ramsay. That's my guy. I love watching all his shows. Every time he has something new, I check it out. I love to see maybe like maybe I'll pick up a recipe or two, but I never do. I just I get hungry when I watch a show and I love it. But the show that he has right now is Next Level Chef, where it's a competition. They just wrapped up too, which is perfect. It just finished like two days ago, last season. You guys should have seen me. I was so hyped. <laughs> but 
it's a show where they compete. There's three stories on the. There's three kitchens. There's a basement. There's a middle kitchen where it's like a. It's an average, you know, restaurant kitchen. But the top kitchen is like a high end five star Michelin kitchen, and they put the chefs in each level to compete. So if you're in the top, you're gonna get all the good produce, all the good stuff that comes down, and then once it starts going lower, all the good stuff has been taken. So you gotta adjust and plan out a different meal because you know. And it starts getting lower. And once you're in the basement, there's, like, barely any leftover. So you can see some chefs create some amazing things from, like, you know, little things or just get super creative with some of the stuff. And it's always – they're so under pressure by – because who think you that? All, have you seen some of the other shows by Gordon Ramsay? They're always, like, under pressure. But this one I felt like was on a different level just because you have a small variety of choices of where you're going to cook or whatever. You're also very limited on time, and anyone can always just get kicked out. I really enjoy this show because I felt like it was a great competition show, and like I said, I love anything Gordon Ramsay does. That is on Hulu, so if you're trying to watch some food stuff, some competition, there you go. And the last show I'm talking about today is going to be on HBO Max. So if you don't have that, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people don't have HBO Max. And that's going to be Infinity Train. Uh, have you guys heard about Infinity Train before? I don't think so. Not at all. No. Oh, okay. Perfect. Then that's good. <laughs> uh, well, the best way to describe Infinity Train, I don't know. It's like a crazy Alice in Wonderland, similar whimsical tales. Uh, this girl, she's like, it starts with the her name is Tulip. This character named Tulip, and she's she doesn't want to face life issues. You know, her parents are going through a divorce. She just wants. She's a gamer. She develops games too. So she's trying to go to like a summer program and they tell her that she can't go so she's all mopey and sad she runs away from home and what would you what happens uh, a train just happens to pass by and she's like oh yeah i'll hop on this train she knocks out wakes up and she's in this crazy magical world you know so she trying to figure out what's going on she has these numbers in her hands and nothing everything's crazy about this because every time you get into a specific world it's so different from the next because it each cart of a train is a whole universe. It's a whole dimension kind of thing. Oh, so she's, yeah. And to get to the next cart, she needs to figure out a puzzle that's in the world or something, a challenge mm. to get to the, and it's kind of similar to Snowpiercer 2 where she's all the way at the end. She's trying to get to the front, to the conductor to figure out what's going on, you know? Like, hey, why am I stuck in this train and why is it crazy and magical and all this stuff going on? But is it, it was cr- oh. yes. Yeah, sorry, I don't want to spoil it or anything. But is it kind of like you know, is, in the end, is it all in her head or something like that, or no. it's giving me like Polar it's, Express? No, or no, 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 no. It's, it's it's it gets. There's three seasons. It's a mini series too. So every episode oh. is only like eleven minutes. There's only twelve episodes, so you can go through this super quick. Mm. And like each season has its, it follows a specific character. So this season will be Tulip. The next season is a different character, and the third season is the whole one. So it's always because the point of the show is seeing that a person is struggling. They need to grow to, like, get out of the train pretty much. And that's what happens at the end of kind of, like, without getting too into spoilers. But it's, uh like, my last pick, it's kind of like Scott Pilgrim, too, vibes, where it's, like, synth rock, video game colors, meet, meet comic books, mythologies, fantasies, comedies, cringy. It's a little bit of everything. And like I said, every car has its own world. So it's always so different every episode. There's like a car where it's like music land. She's trying to figure out some music stuff, some music notes. And 
there's a specific song that she's attached to that she didn't know, and she has to sing that, and it's kind of just a funny episode where she keeps trying to do things like that. She's accompanied by friends, too. It's not just her story. She gets to meet, like, a robot ball, and it has a split personality where it's super negative. One side is just like, oh, we're all going to die. This is the whole day. And the other personality is, like, super peppy. He's like, wee, we're going to have so much fun today. Let's go. Oh, that's the first character she meets to join the adventure. The second one is a, a talking corgi, who is the king of the corgis in the little <laughs> area that they go to. This guy is my favorite character. That episode, too, is my favorite episode. This shows you how fun it starts and, like, so creative and different. But uh, near the end of the episode, things get dark and, like, epic. And there's a character that starts to follow them. And it's it's pretty scary for a, a Cartoon Network show. You start forgetting that this is a Cartoon Network show after a while, and you're wow. like, wait, is this an Adult Swim show or is this a Cartoon Network show? Because it gets pretty mature with some of the stories. And I think I don't know if I've seen a lot of Cartoon Network shows, but I think this is one of the few where I've seen characters die. At least you know, and I don't get to see a lot of that in like cartoon shows. Huh. But yeah, it's super surreal. It's super fun. That a snow piercer meets Adventure Time, meets regular show, meets Alice in Wonderland. Got it. And the fact that yeah, the fact that she has to solve a puzzle in each of the cars to make it to the next one and learn to grow as a person, it's just so much fun. And it's only like I said, eleven episodes, each eleven minutes. You can go through them real quick. Okay. Can you re uh, re repeat the title of the show again? It is Infinity Train, and that is on HBO Max. Gotcha. And that is my four recommendations for all four streaming. So if you don't have one, jump up to the other one. Check that out. My big one is definitely Infinity Train. If you guys have not seen that, I highly recommend it. Through beautiful animation, beautiful stories. And once you get to that first season, you're going to want to jump on that second season. And I think the second season is overall the best season. Because there's a couple characters there. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a magical deer that pretty much can do anything you can imagine. A magical deer. It can walk in walls. It can transform. It can give you food. It can do whatever. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's my take for that. For TV shows this week, you guys. And hopefully you guys do check those out because, like I said, they're a lot of fun. Well, when you give yeah, so guys. much options, how can we not? Right. Oh, that's what you do. You gotta pop, 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 pop. I give my one like muffin that I took time to make, and you bust out a full course meal. Bruh. Like I said, I had like three cups of coffee this morning. I was gonna bring that energy. He's ready to go. <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, I think that yeah, the, the, that about does it for today, right? Does it? That does it. I think this is gonna be one of our longer episodes, but it was a lot of fun. Slightly. I mean, there is four of us. Um. So regarding next week, this is what I thought of for the general topic. Memorable one-off characters. It can be comics, it can be movies, games, whatever. Characters that only show up for a brief time, but they did something impactful and you remember them for it. My dad? <laughs> You're awful, isn't that? <laughs> I think that. Uh, Ouch. Oh, boy. We, 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 turn, Dark, we, we turn to tears. We turn to tears. Nintendo. Papa Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, um, <laughs> memorable one-off characters next week. All right, so this has been Nerd Dumplings. Uh, anybody have any projects they want to plug in? As always, you can catch me on Twitch TV slash 
Coco Tyrannus. Anybody else? No, not, uh, not yeah, um, so we should be on Apple Podcasts this next episode. So if you're on Spotify and you, I don't know, you just decided like, hey, you know what? I want to listen to this again, but on Apple. <laughs> Double so dip. Do <laughs> Double dip art, yes. But soon we'll be having things running. We're going to have our own Instagram, like I said, our own YouTube maybe. We'll just try to spread out the word a little better if it starts growing. We'll see thank what Thank you works. guys for listening so much. Yep, thank yes, you. Just thank you for listening. Thank you. Yeah. Until next Thanks time. Again. See ya. Have a good life. Have a good life. Have a good life. Have a good, Have a good life. life. Bye. Bye.